Hello and welcome to 10 Minute Tabletop News, where we cover the three biggest stories in tabletop in 10 minutes or less so you can get back to playing the game. First up, we're talking about Gloomhaven RPG. Gloomhaven, uh, an incredibly uh, successful board game, is making the jump into tabletop role-playing games. Talk about this game has been out for a while, but the crowdfunding launch date has been set this past week for June 20th. What's very interesting about this is this is a board game that's making the jump to tabletop role-playing games. I've seen a lot of the reverse where tabletop role-playing games like Pathfinder's Paizo get turned into a card game, or of course, I've seen a number of board games come out for Dungeons & dragons but i don't know of a board game that made the jump to tabletop rpgs outside of this announcement with gloomhaven the gloomhaven uh, rpg will uh, uh, expand the world uh, that was originally created by isaac children's include 16 classes eight ancestries and will have more than 600 miniatures compatible with all previous games the game will also leverage the same diceless card-based system that fans have already familiar with and they'll integrate the card management stamina system into the role-playing game. Now, Gloomhaven has had an incredible amount of success in crowdfunding campaigns, with Frosthaven, their most recent campaign on Kickstarter, having done over $13 million. Although the creators of Gloomhaven have chosen to leave Kickstarter and will be doing their next crowdfunding campaign on Backerkit. Now, the creators of Gloomhaven decided to leave Kickstarter as a platform and pursue other crowdfunding options because of Kickstarter's initiative to move towards blockchain technology. Backerkit, of course, is the largest competitor Kickstarter in the tabletop space for crowdfunding. I'm very excited to see how this does. I wonder if the people who are playing Gloomhaven are also just as interested in a tabletop RPG, since Gloomhaven really lends itself to being a very tactical, combat-focused game. Although, if I was to bet, I assume it's going to do very well, since 32,000 people have already signed up to be notified via Backerkit. Next up is Alchemy RPG. Alchemy RPG is a virtual tabletop app that focuses on cinematic presentation, and they've recently launched their Kickstarter campaign. Uh, within a day, it has earned more than 20 times its funding goal. Alchemy RPG app is meant to aid players that are accustomed to playing theater of the mind. It really doesn't lend itself towards the typical uh, tactical combat play uh, that you see with battle maps and tokens. Now, Alchemy does have uh, first-party support for up to 12 different game systems, including Renegades, Vampires, The Masquerade, Paizo's Pathfinder, uh, Hunter Entertainment's Kids on Bikes, and Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu. I'm incredibly impressed on how well Alchemy has done so far in their crowdfunding campaign because VTT space is a crowded space, but this shows that there are a lot of people out there that are looking to play games differently than how they are currently being served in the VTT marketplace. And last up, it wouldn't be a week without mentioning something that Wizards of the Coast has done. This company continues to be plagued with numerous PR crises, and this week's is uh, that Wizards of the Coast, the publisher of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and & Dragons, sent Pinkerton agents to a YouTuber's house to retrieve unreleased cards from the latest Magic the Gathering set, March of the Machine, The Aftermath, according to Dan Cannon, who uh, was the YouTuber. Uh, Cannon revealed around 75% of the limited release sets on his YouTube channel, and with a week, within a week, the Pinkerton agents visited his home. According to Wizards of the Coast, the company sent an investigator as part of an investigation into the unauthorized distribution and disclosure of embargoed products. An embargoed product means that it cannot be featured, shared, until the release date. Pinkerton agents allegedly threatened Cannon with legal action and a fine of upwards to $200,000 if he didn't hand over the cards immediately. Cannon claimed that he purchased the cards for about $4,000 under the impression that they were from an already released set, March of the Machines, and that he was not aware of any embargo on revealing these cards. 
Now, the Pinkertons do have a very storied history as union busters and unethical practices. Wizards of the Coast declined to comment on how Canon obtained the cards, stating that what happened uh, leading up to the individual receiving the cards is still under investigation. Canon says that he has had no interactions with Wizards of the Coast prior to the incident on Saturday morning and that there was no need to send Pinkerton agents to his home. Robert M. Klimek, the Director of Security Risk Management at Hasbro, the uh, owner of Wizards of the Coast, was previously the Director of Supply Chain Security Practices at Pinkerton Consulting and Investigation. Some creators have called for a boycott of Wizard of the Coast until they end their partnership with the Pinkertons. And those are the three biggest stories from the past week in Tabletop. If you like this and you want to support the show, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Total Party Chill. See you next week. Yeah.